I have takes and they are hot, all quite ting ting, it's the start of the pot. My team's good and yours is not quite down ting ting, it's the start of Hello! Coming to you in a pre-recorded fashion from the League podcast studio in Upper Arlington, Ohio, I am Diesel, and this is Don't Fear the COVID. Joining me today, all the way up from a city that just got some brand new jerseys and is stoked about it, the Mitabala man himself, Chuck Case is with me, and we are coming to you with a little bit different episode today. There will be no guest, for starters. That's, uh... I think the biggest thing, um, Chuck, would you like to kind of walk our walk our devoted listeners through what we're planning on doing here? Yeah. So a um, couple of things happened. John and I were, for one, running out of reasonable guests at an alarming rate. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and by that, I mean, we basically used up almost all of our reasonable guests. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but however... Uh, we still want to keep this daily pod thing going, and especially now that I realize that the reason we got so much pushback on doing so many episodes a week is that it's creating too much podcast content for people to yes. listen to, which made me just want to double down on on doing this even more so. And I'm, um, just, I'm along for the ride, folks. This yeah. is <laughs> it's great. Um, but, re- but basically, uh, the rate we were going at of – basically hour to hour and a half long episodes every night was just not sustainable. Yeah. Not even a little to, to, to like professional podcasters. That's barely, that's like probably beyond a sustainable pace. Almost yeah. like we have jobs folks. That's yeah. fun fact. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so we came up with an idea um, to basically sort of shift our format to, I think our plan is to do guest pods, once or twice a week, um, you know, those will, and those will be sort of our typical longer um, length episodes where we have some sort of discussion like we had the Carter one yesterday or it was, we, we had people on to talk about their areas of expertise. And in the interim episodes, either together or sometimes separately, if that's yeah. what it comes to, uh, John and I are going to be doing On This Day in History Um um, little snippets based on whatever whatever day it is. Um, and that can be sports and or otherwise topic related. Uh, but we believe that those little quickies of maybe 15 to 20 minutes, I'm just sort of talking about a historical event. Um, we'll give this podcast the legs that it needs to get us through uh, sort of what we've committed to. Which also, I think Chuck brings up a good point that I don't think you and I have even really discussed at all is at at what point have we like at what point is the quarantine over and we we like, you know, declare victory and say we did a an episode every day through the quarantine? Like, is it when DeWine says, hey, uh, like stay at home orders done like that's probably – I think we have to set some sort of definitive thing like that. I think, yeah, probably the the lifting of the stay-at-home order is probably a good sort of benchmark to look at too. Yeah. To sort of say we, 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 we survived the quarantine and we did an episode every day. I think that makes the most – just because I think we – if I remember correctly, we started it the day the stay-at-home order went into effect. 
I believe that was our first episode. Yeah, I think I think you're correct. Uh, correct on that. Yeah. So, uh, with that, you know, being said, I think it makes the most sense to just say, pretty much, you guys are getting uh, an episode a day from us, or I guess, who knows? Maybe we'll say on average an episode a day uh, through the rest of this, which we do not know how long this will last. Yeah, and the thing is that this is a basically an unlimited sort of pool of content for us to tap into. Yeah. Like I said, to give us the legs we need to sort of carry us through. Oh, and also one more thing. Uh, When Chuck says 15 to 20 minutes, please all of you be prepared for us to get really excited about one to all of the topics uh, and just go on for an hour about all of them instead. That's, that's been our MO this whole time. I see no reason to stop now. Uh, Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Chuck. Well, with that being said, uh, would you like to share what our uh, our uh, on this day topic of the day, whatever? What what are, what are we calling this? What t- on this day? Uh, yeah, maybe just on this day. We'll, we'll, that, that'll be an evolving thing. <laughs> I'm an ideas guy, not a names guy. John right. John's the names guy. <laughs> I'll workshop that. Um, okay, so w- would you like to share the on this day for today? Um, yeah, and this is one that would have been. It was already kind of in the news today, but it would have been all over the news had regular sports been going on. But on this day in history, April 15th, 1947, a young man named uh, Jack Roosevelt Robinson made his inaugural Major League Baseball debut uh, for the Brooklyn Dodgers, um, officially breaking uh, the baseball color barrier um, by doing that. so a couple of things that I wanted to sort of just touch on this, this sort of lead the conversation. One is I looked up segregation in um, sort of the history of segregation in professional sports mm-hmm. and the NFL, uh, I guess, I guess professional football wasn't really the NFL at this time mm-hmm. was really, it was really baseball was the only professional sports league. Everything yeah. else, if it existed professionally was a joke or was, you know, not really thought of college football still very, very big. But um, professional football, non-existent, not really on anybody's radar, not important mm. at all. So the NFL, or I'm going to keep calling it the NFL, but professional football was actually integrated. Um, uh, yeah, inter- inter- yeah, integrated. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Before this, in, in like the early 20th century, uh, not a lot, but there was minorities in professional football. And then in 1933... Um, basically there was an unwritten sort of rule put in place that they were not going to sign any more um, black athletes. And so they essentially kicked all the uh, black athletes out of the league. In baseball, it was a very similar thing where it was always an unwritten rule, which originated in the late 1800s. Um, At that time, the minor leagues, which were, they were a little more independent um, than the major leagues, like the American League and National League, were a lot more independent than they are now. Um, But there was actually, actually a a minor league, one of the minor leagues actually had a rule in place, like forbidding, it was a written rule, like prohibiting prohibiting the signing of um, African American players. And it was specifically African Americans. Actually, they allowed um, Hispanic 
and like Native Americans to be signed, um, but almost none were. It was almost exclusively like a white, white yeah, the, baseball. The spirit of that rule is white people only. Yeah, yes. Um, but so that so one minor league actually had a written rule, but the major leagues never. It was always an unwritten sort of um, thing. Um, and then finally, that changed when Branch Rickey um, sort of Jackie Robinson did work his way through the uh, minor league system, and then um, Branch Rickey signed, or I guess brought him up and put him on the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers, and he where he uh, became a star. Actually, mm-hmm. so that ha- that happened April fifteenth, nineteen forty seven. Jackie Robinson won the inaugural Rookie of the Year. Um, Award that year, I think he won the batting title the year after. Was the MVP not shortly after that, um, and then played uh, all the way through the fifties, and then was inducted in the Hall of Fame. And I believe nineteen sixty one. Yes, uh, he's we played from forty seven to fifty six. It was inducted in the Hall of Fame in nineteen sixty one. His first year of eligibility, nineteen sixty two. Sorry, his first year of eligibility. Yeah, I think he deserved um, the first ballot Hall of Fame bit. Yeah, I would, I would say so. And then, so, sort of when Robinson was called up, that sort of opened the floodgates. Then, the following year, um, Larry Doby became the first um, African American <laughs> player in the American League for the Cleveland Indians. Actually, they have a statue of him in their stadium. Oh, I didn't know about that. that. Yeah, um, and then by the late fifties, um, the minority representation of African-Americans in baseball mirrored and or exceeded that in the general population. Hmm. So it, it very much, pretty much matched with society. And that has more or less, you know, been the thing you've never totally swayed one way with baseball it sort of has been. And then shortly after that, you know, the NFL sort of changes all their rules as the, as professional football became a bigger thing and thus and thus. And then, you know, that's sort of the rest of history. But that was really to point to Jackie Robinson as the integration of it was baseball at the time, but it really led to the integration of professional sports from that point on. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, that's it was a it was a big statement. And I guess baseball is the only sport that has to I kind of deal with the stigma of having been segregated like all those other sports, like you said, were so young that uh, they got to sort of learn from that mistake and like now kind of get to claim like that, you know, like from pretty much the earliest days we were fully integrated. Yeah. Um, and then notably from that, you know, 97, 50 years after he played his first game, um, the MLB retired number 42 across all major league teams. That was the first time uh, he was the first professional athlete in any sport to be honored in that way. And then they adopted Jackie Robinson Day, which is every year on April 15th. Um, since 2004, this has been a thing. Mm-hmm. Every player on every team wears number 42. Um, Mariano Rivera was the last major league player to um, have 42 as his regular number because he was in the league. It was sort of grandfathered into keeping that number when they retired it. Um but yeah, that's sort of the, the major things for that. The couple points I want to bring up is just sort of like yeah. interesting talking points. It was so one of them's like two of them are legitimate, one's kind of a funny thing. Okay. So I'll start with the I'll do one legitimate, one funny, and then um flip flop finish yeah. with, finish with legitimate. So 
this is something that I thought was interesting, and this has been a sort of a debated topic. Obviously, Jackie Robinson ended up being a great player. Yeah. And, like, he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, he was MVP. He led the Dodgers to six World Series. They won a title in 55. Um, but he was an all-around great player. Has a, you know, ended up making an impact on the actual field. Yeah. If, if he was a so-so player, do you think it would have had any sort of impact? Or do you think that the fact that he was called up and played for them in general was sort of all you needed and then everybody else was free to do so because they weren't they didn't they weren't the first, you know? So I think I think if he comes up, period, it opens the floodgates like it did. Um yeah. I, I still think that a lot of teams still do it and like, you know, decide like, okay, like yeah, we have this guy in the minors that we like, like let's bring him up. Whereas <clears throat> I think if he had been bad or even just mediocre, the impact would have been to his legacy. Like now the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame is kind of unimpeachable. It's not just because he was the first black player ever, though that's very important. It's because he was a great all-around player, and he had a tremendous impact on the game in a lot of different ways. Yeah, and that's sort of what I kind of believe is that the fact that he was caught up in general, like if he just been an average player, or I mean, I, I, maybe like a fizz, phased, like fizzled out or was just a bad major league player. Like it didn't matter because at that point, like the line had already been crossed and it's, he sort of, he would like paved the way for all future athletes to sort of um, be brought up. Like, because I said, so many need to do it first and branch Ricky brought him up first. It had been done. So no other GM like had to go out on their own. They could just follow in the footsteps of, of that. So I do agree that the fact that he, was ended up being a great player was icy on the cake. And maybe like you said, is the reason that he is also regarded as one of the greats of baseball. Um, but it, I, I think the impact in terms of integrating the sport would have been felt regardless. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I agree completely. Um, and then the, the funny thing was it was, it was an SNL bit about okay. like eventually like, Jackie Robinson had to like had to make an error or strike out or something. I'm like a black guy had to boo him at some point, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, who was the first? And it was, it was, it was like, their skit was about it was about like they're all in the stands and it was like a bunch of white people. And then it was Keenan Thompson played the black guy, Shot and me. it was, and then he was uh, like he, he he was an anti Jackie Robinson like. Black guy, and it was just like a fun until thing. Like, like eventually, like yeah, somebody had to like, you know, at yeah. some point the stigma wore off, and he was just a, a like a regular player, you know. And you with like all with all the players, like, uh, you sort of ride and die with them. You get mad at them, you get excited when they do well, but you get pissed if they make a mistake, you know. Yeah, or like I mean, you have to imagine that like when he first came up and like he was killing teams, like if you were like a Yankees fan at that time or something like that, where it's kind of like a crosstown rival or the New York giants at the yeah. time, like you would probably at some point you'd be like, wow, that's so great. But like, also can this guy stop fucking like hitting the ball? Like, God damn yeah. it. He stopped making every play and like <laughs> steal. Yeah. Like destroying. Yeah. You guys like, yeah, if you were a fan of another team, you're like, all right, screw this guy. Like he's too good. Like, this is great and all, but, like, can he calm the fuck down and just be, like, kind of good and, like, do it or do it against other teams, just not mine. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like, like at some point, it is like you don't think about that, but like, yeah, at some point, like you know, the regular fandom probably took over, and he was just like a normal player, which probably like even more like cemented like the fact that he was good. Probably like it got to all those phases where like he was so good that like people started to not like him. Like, not because he was black, but because, like, he was just a good player. Yeah. And I think that sort of, at that point, it was no longer weird. Like, he was just, it was just, like, a normal thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. probably, in the long run, was, like, a huge advantage, like, to the movement and to, like, you know, what he was able to accomplish. No, I agree completely. And I think that, yeah, that probably just made the whole transition easier, like, as a society, maybe. Like, when you can just treat him, you know, and just view him on the merits of his ability and kind of, you know, that that price swung a lot of people who otherwise might have been, you know, a little disinclined because he was black. A lot of those, like, subtle racism type people, that might have yeah. swung them the other way. Exactly. So I think, you know, it's all, but it was just something to think about. Like, you know, at some point, like, the, the, the sort of that, I guess the racism didn't die, but, like, at some point, like people started to get mad at him for just being a good baseball player. And like, yeah. I had nothing to do with the fact that he was black. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to bring up as sort of a, the serious talking point was. So in the post world war two era, cause basically world war two was the most important event of like history, basically up to that point, you know, mm-hmm. and then post that, I don't think this is the, most important event to happen. I think there have been like more worldwide events that have been more important. I'd point to the moon landing or like in America, like the JFK or MLK assassinations as sort of maybe uh, singular events that like maybe were more important, but is this the most important or significant sporting event really since World War II when sort of modern sports arose? Yes, I think so. Because, and, and my reasoning is, I think that the the way that we as a culture work now, and I assume how it worked at least a little bit back then, is uh, sports kind of allow us this sort of like alternate route for a lot of things, like to either like escape from certain issues like all those terrible events actually like world war ii or not world war ii because no one was playing but like you know the stock market crash or something like that yeah um and so the ability i guess to sort of you know because uh civil rights was a big issue at the time anyway and so Mm -hmm. the ability to sort of attack that from sort of this maybe more unassuming uh, place of like sports and baseball and this thing that matters a lot less but can go a long way to normalizing something uh i think just that kind of wide-ranging impact from any sporting event is i'm gonna say rare but i also think like maybe never been done outside of this yeah i agree i mean like because of all what you said the sort of political cultural weight this had behind it as well. Yeah. I think does make it probably the most significant sort of singular sporting event um, since World War II. The only thing that I could think of that might hold a candle to this is the United States 1980 
Olympic hockey team beating the Soviet oh. Union yeah. only because it had in a very in a, in a different sort of way, but in a very similar realm, a ton of like national and political like weight outside of the actual game behind yeah. it. You know, it had you talk about this happened in the midst of civil rights. Well, that happened in the midst of the of the Cold War and the yes. Soviet Union at the heart of its power at the height of its powers and things like that. Um, but I do agree in terms of a. I think I think it could be one A one B with that with the, between these two these two events as being you know sort of the. So, I think I'm putting that one by itself purely because I think that did so much more good for a lot of people than the miracle. Like the miracle game was really cool and had a lot of like it was very charged politically, like you said. But like at the end, like we beat Russia. And the result was that we could kind of be like, yeah, fuck you, Russia. Like, there was no, like, saying, like... If the United, States loses, if the United States loses that game, like, Russia doesn't all of a sudden win the Cold War. Yeah, yeah, like, like we, we still do it. And not fall, like, yeah. a decade later. I think, yeah, pro- you, I probably... Now that you say that, I think I agree that this is this is definitely the most significant at that point. Um, because, yeah, it, it did change American society, sort of... Yeah, for the better. Too. For the better. And, and yeah. permanently. It permanently changed America. I mean, this is... This is on... It, it might not be on the Mount Rushmore of, like, events since World War II, but it's in the ballpark. No no pun intended. <laughs> um, you know, things yeah. that have happened. Um, yeah. No, I think this gets... This, this is on the list. I, I agree with you. I yeah. don't think it's on an actual Mount Rushmore, but I think this gets discussed. Yeah. Like, this is, you know, no one would be, like, no one would call you crazy for throwing this in your Mount Rushmore of, of things that have happened. No, no, uh, I agree. For, for an NFL United States sort of sporting, it's very United States specific. I mean, the sporting thing is aside sort of the impact of the sports, but this did change sort of American society. Um, but, yeah, no, that's about all I have on that. Like I said, April 15th. Yeah. Uh, I usually probably won't listen to this till tomorrow. You definitely won't. So it'll be April 16th. But we're recording this April 15th, which was would have been Jackie Robinson Day if we were playing <laughs> baseball. Um, but yeah. That, that's also a wrinkle in this that we hadn't considered that we're going to do it on this day and then everyone's going to listen to it the next day. <laughs> well, it'll, it'll evolve. It will. As, we'll as we go. We'll, we'll figure out the schedule. But like I said, this is Jackie Robinson Day. Sort of a bigger moment. That's why I figured, regardless um, of how the logistics work out, we're doing this for today. No, I, I agree. I th- oh, that's Chuck threw this out this morning, and then we kind of just, like, mulled it over. And then he thought of this, and we were like, oh, we should just do this today. So, like, so when I suggested that, just a little side up before we sign off. When I came up with this idea, I was like, let's do it with Sir today. Did not put two together until I like looked up important events of April fifteenth. I was like, "Oh, it's Jackie Robinson Day!" <laughs> yeah. Like, oh shit, that that's just right. yeah. that was just obviously on the cake of the situation. No, yeah, this and this was a good starter. Just in terms, th- there's a lot to talk about here. I think at, at a yeah. bare minimum and enough to, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I I think it's definitely worth revisiting every year, even though it does with it with Jackie Robinson Day and the MLB and everything. It's a little bit more in our focus than i think it was like when we were younger but like now you know it's still worth bringing up Mm -hmm. and then yeah before i sign off one thing i thought was funny was that most uh, major league announcers hate jackie robinson day 
Why? Oh, because of the numbers? It's the same number, and it's very (laughs) tough for them to tell on the radio or TV who from the other team is coming into the game because they don't know everybody's face, and they can't use their number to figure out who it is. Yeah, like for the away team or the opposed, yeah. like the team that you don't cover. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fucking. So that, that, that's something that I thought was funny. It was like it's a great event, and it's like yeah, most announcers do not like Jackie Robinson Day for that reason. It doesn't to do with the fact that it's Jackie Robinson Day. It's just like that everybody wears the same number. Um. Oh, I also I had one quick fun fact. Uh, just being a Mets fan. Uh, so the Mets have a like little area within their stadium called uh. Jackie Robinson Rotunda because it's kind of uh, modeled after the polo grounds which is where the Dodgers played. But uh, what I found very interesting when I looked this up was uh, the Mets actually introduced like a statue in this little area of Jackie Robinson before the LA Dodgers did. The Mets did it in 2009. The Dodgers did it in 2017. That's, I mean, I, I would say, you know, Bad luck by the Dodgers. Bad luck by any team to wait until then to be like, let's do, let's let's throw the Jackie Robinson statue up. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, because and, and the the Mets obviously so. the Indians did the Larry Doby thing like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was not that long ago. Yeah, and that's it's not a great look. It, these things probably should have been the Dodgers should have done this a long fucking time ago. <laughs> yeah, like the Mets obviously accepted a lot of the the Brooklyn Dodgers like records and like history and stuff uh but you know the team that's actually called the dodgers probably should have been leading the way on that one uh yeah you would think so um yeah that's all i had all right um do you want to sign us off then john yeah sure um well check back tomorrow for some manner of episode we're not sure you know what the schedule is whether it'll be guests or another one of these uh on this day type episodes but uh yeah check back here but until then peace yeah. All of times have come Here but now they're gone Seasons don't fit